we need to talk strikes fear into the hearts of most. But we're breaking down that scary declaration on the Talking Couple podcast. I'm Deshaun. And I'm Laurie. We're married. Both from the South, but made the cross-country move to L.A. And are busy pursuing our careers. Even with the demands of life, we aim to put our marriage first. Every other week, we share personal experiences from our own relationship to help other couples spot red flags, get fresh insight, and ultimately strengthen their partnerships. We get real, raw, and sometimes a little uncomfortable to give you the tools to change your life. Hello, world, and welcome to the Talking Couple podcast. This is number 107. That's right. On today's show, we are helping you manage expectations that literally can save your marriage. Mm -hmm. Let's break the ice and then get right on into it, babe. Well, let's break it. So uh, it has been a good and intense couple of weeks. We had a funeral to go to, and um, my uncle passed away. So we drove to (laughs) Fort Worth, Texas. From Los Angeles. From L.A. And that was... A ridiculous drive. <laughs> it wasn't of bad. You know, the trip was nice. We, you got to see some family mm-hmm. that you haven't seen before. Yeah. And it was really cool, except for the fact that we got a ridiculously flat tire, yeah. which was not fun. Oh, my goodness. That and was... buy a whole new tire. Yeah. <laughs> Texas is never kind to us. So if any of our listeners live in Texas, we need some love from Texas because... Yeah. Every time we've ever been, there's always been some yeah. minor disaster that's happened. Because we took that road trip, we, you know, our plans got a little out of whack. And so we weren't able to work on the podcast yep. that weekend. Um, and so we've been scrambling a little yeah. bit this week. Uh, <laughs> it has been an interesting couple of weeks, definitely yeah. so far. But thankfully, we like spending time with each other. And so 20 hours in the car. Wasn't Ain't no fun. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you can drive from halfway across the country in one day. With we me obsessively it. looking over. Are you asleep? Are you awake? Are you sleepy? Tell no. me if you're sleepy. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, we are putting our condo up for sale yep. in Nashville. Woo-woo. So when we moved out to LA, we didn't sell our condo. We ended up uh, leasing it out to an amazing tenant. Yeah, and she is super great. Yeah. And she found a place of her own. So now she's moving out and That's we are I'm, moving on. Yeah. So thankfully the market in Nashville is strong. And um, so if anybody's there. looking for a three bedroom, two bath condo in Nashville. Yes. In Green Hills. Yep. Right next to the interstate. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah. Let cool. us know. All right. So let's let's dive right in. We're, we're going right in because we're going to drop a truth bomb Uh-oh. on our listeners. Oh, the truth bomb. Yeah. So here it goes. Ready? Right, I'm ready. Brace yourself. Your happiness and then conversely your disappointment in life is based on how well it matches up to what you think should be happening. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a quote that further drives home this point, and that is that every disappointment involves an unmet expectation. What do you expect when you're going into the relationship? Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen that play out in our own lives? Oh, God. With, you know, expectations. It sounds kind of embarrassing to admit, but <laughs> it really did, like, take a toll, this, this, this expectation that I had. So mm-hmm. when you and I first met, we did a charity event together. Yes. You were a professional ballroom dancer. 
I was the local celebrity. Yeah. I well, use air quotes because they used that term very liberally. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> um, and we did a charity event called Dancing with the Nashville Stars. Mm-hmm. And we trained and, you know, I, I learned to dance. And we, we worked for weeks and weeks to get ready for this event. And it was a big event with... A lot of different people, you know, the mayor and other big company, big wigs, as you'd say, you know. Friends and family were invited, co-workers. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was the the real deal, it felt like. And I had it in my head that we were going to be the best. I mean, this was not just about fun. This was about (laughs) being the best. Somebody was very competitive, (laughs) very competitive, and... I can remember telling you, it's like, now let's just go and have fun. This is going to be really cool. You've never done anything like this before. And you're like, I don't care. We're just going to do it. I was like, we're going to win. We're, yeah. No, like, I wanted to win, of course. Like, I don't want to go into anything where it's a competition and just be like, yay, I just won a participation award. Yeah. It was supposed to be yeah. this fun event. Well, I was so nervous. And we practiced and practiced and practiced, but what we did not practice for was a change in the floor layout. So Mm -hmm. we had to kind of adjust how our routine was danced across the floor last minute. And I also didn't account for like the audience noise and the spotlight. I literally (laughs) blacked out and middle of the dance and had no idea what was next. And thankfully, this guy over here is a pro. So he, we got through it. Yeah. The average person had no idea, but for the entire rest of the dance, because it was only like 10 seconds into the dance when I forgot what we were doing, (laughs) I was in full-on panic mode. And then when it was over, everybody scored well, you know, but we didn't win. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) was just devastated. It's so silly, but... I had this fantasy in my head, this expectation in my head of exactly how it was going to go, that we were mm-hmm. just going to blow everybody away, and then we were going to be so good, and the judges were just going to love us, and it yeah. it just didn't work out that way. And it, it affected me more than it should have. <laughs> I mean, I had, you know, it affected my confidence. I felt embarrassed when people that didn't get to attend asked me how it went. I felt like I had to, like, lie and be like, oh, it was great. I mean, it should have been this totally awesome experience that I should have enjoyed from start to finish, but it just, because I wasn't perfect Mm -hmm. and it didn't play out how I expected, I had a couple of weeks of, you know, pity party. But you got over it. I got, got, got well, sort of. I still obviously remember it, but I did get over it. You can remember something. You just (laughs) moved on. We moved past it. So what about like unstated expectations, you know? Oh, those are really dangerous. (laughs) I think you know that all too well. Oh, do I? Yeah, because, oh, again, a story about me and my ridiculous expectations. Um, I recently celebrated a milestone birthday. Oh. Yes. You you remember this now? You did. And I had already said that for... My birthday, I wanted to go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't want to go Too around. Soon. We didn't want to go around the time of my birthday. We wanted to wait because of the time of year that was better to go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. So birthdays in June, trip was taking place in October. Right. And then we also tacked on the fact that our anniversary was in October. So yeah, we just yeah. did like a huge thing. Yeah. So that was like my big 
way to celebrate the 40th birthday. But in my mind, this guy over here was going to be planning some fabulous surprise for my actual birthday in June. Yes. Because it's a huge birthday milestone. I had no idea it was a huge milestone. Well, you it's, it's, you did, but you didn't know that I was expecting something. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's I just cool. assumed that... I, I didn't want to ask you about it because I just knew, he, of course, you were planning something. <laughs> you kept asking me, well, what do you want? And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Well, like, yeah, like you do. Uh, yeah. Just, just whatever. When Just say, hey, I want X, Y, and Z. But in my mind, like... I was like, how romantic would it be for, like, your husband to plan a surprise birthday party for you with all of your closest friends? But it's not romantic when the person has no clue that that's what you are thinking they should do. Right. And then when your birthday comes and goes and you get into a huge fight (laughs) because you're so hurt that this person only gave you a card and took you out to dinner. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it totally ruined the moment. So unstated expectations are no bueno. Yeah. Well, you got to think, too, like, I was looking at it as, well, we have this huge trip planned. We're celebrating in October. We're, yeah, yep. we're doing it in October. Yeah. Like, I, of course, like, I didn't forget about your birthday. Like, no. yeah, I did a card. We had dinner. Yeah. Like, it was nice, but well, now you adding know. all those extra elements into it, I could have done that. I was like... I think you growing up, like, the way your family treated, like, certain holidays or birthdays is different than the way my family did. Mm-hmm. And so, like, birthdays and holidays were a really big deal. I don't know. Like, it seems like our yeah, approach just... to holidays has always been, like, slightly different just because yeah. of the, kind of the way we grew up. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. But um, talk about things that exceeded our expectations. Yeah, those are good. It's so always good we when always had... Fantastic trips. Mind blown. The honeymoon trip was amazing. We still talk about it. Because eventually we're going to go back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then the trip to Thailand. I mean, I don't think we ever, on either of those big trips, ever didn't have a smile on our face. No. Even when we were dog tired. And I think maybe the reason that we've had such amazing trips that exceeded our expectation is that we had an open mind. Yeah. And we were just open to whatever it was. Well, yeah, because, like, for me, I don't like coconut. <laughs> and you when don't. we <laughs> went to Thailand, it's just like... Coconut stuff coconut everywhere. everywhere. And it was so good. Yeah. I think so we, now you can't say you don't like coconut anymore. Yeah. What do you think, like, are expectations inherently good? Or are they bad? They can be good. They can be productive. But mm-hmm. they can also be really harmful. So, like, yeah. as far as the good side, you know, it helps you hold yourself accountable. It helps reach goals. You shouldn't have low expectations. So it helps you, you know, make sure that you're achieving what you need to achieve and that your standards aren't too low. Yeah. As far as, like, the bad one goes, um, like, people just fail to live up to those expectations. You know, like, you try to put so much into the other person or into an event, like a wedding. Oh, yeah. I mean, forward. if it doesn't work out exactly the way you think, you know, you turn into Bridezilla or <laughs> <laughs> you hold that against the person or you're just freaking disappointed and that sucks. I yeah. mean, that really hurts. And it can really rock your world when your self-worth is wrapped around that expectation. And when you then harbor that hurt and hold that against your partner. 
that's when it can cause like serious damage to your relationship. Yeah, yeah for sure. I always think that for us, and I don't put a lot of expectations on our relationship just because we talk about everything. We always, even in the beginning, like we all, we had the a, a vision of what we both wanted and we told each other about it and we made it work. Some of that comes down to the fact that like we went through premarital counseling, which I would highly recommend. And we can come back to that in a minute. But I think just getting on the same page by going through that premarital counseling where there were a lot of topics that we covered, um, but one of them was around this topic, managing expectations. Mm -hmm. And I would venture to wager that the reason that most marriages fail is that there are unrealistic expectations that you have of your marriage and then therefore you have unmet expectations of your partner. Um, I can see that because you're going into it, well, I expect her to do these things, but when you don't communicate it, when you don't talk about it, then how are you going to know? Yeah, you're just going to be resentful yeah. <laughs> over the long term. Yeah, and I just to clarify, if we aren't 100% clear here that we're talking about unrealistic expectations. So those are things that are very rigid. You know, they don't allow for flexibility. They don't allow any room for error. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, quite frankly, just expecting more out of your relationship or out of your partner than is reasonable or that yeah. they're even able to do. We are not talking about tolerating any type of abuse um, or being treated badly because obviously everyone should expect to be treated with respect. Well, of course, you know, if you're talking about abuse, then that's a completely different topic. That's not a, it's not to be tolerated. Yeah. So back to like the premarital counseling, like it's really important. I think that they cover this topic because, you know, when you're in that honeymoon phase or you're engaged and you're you're planning your fairy tale wedding mm-hmm. it's so easy to put everything that you have into that relationship and when you do that naturally then you expect you know that relationship to fulfill all your hopes and dreams and your plans for the future and your happiness and your self-worth we see that played out in movies that we watch or major yeah. movies all the time and if you're a Disney fan, you know, every Disney princess lives happily ever after, but... You can't. It's a fantasy. It is. I don't look at movies and be like, you know what? I need to have all those things <laughs> in my life. Like, I'm just going to wake up and she's going to be every single thing and do everything. You are, but there's reality and I certainly you don't. are a person and you have like real feelings and... It's not all just peaches and cream in the household, like, of course. Or even what you see in social media or, you know, you don't, I don't just wake up and look lovely and refreshed and (laughs) all natural and just, you know, I got bedhead, I'm half asleep, I'm probably slightly grumpy, but it's so easy to get swept up into those romantic things. Even, I'm like, I'm a realist and it's still so easy, I mean, case in point, Oh, he can surprise me with a 40th birthday party. Oh, mm-hmm. how romantic. Like, it's so easy to get swept under, up into that stuff. While all this sounds really unromantic, <laughs> it mm. is reality. And you really need to get on the same page with your partner pronto. The first step in really 
letting go of some of those unrealistic expectations, especially especially as they relate to like how you view marriage, mm-hmm. is being able to identify them. What do some of those things look like? Well, if you have to ask, it's not as meaningful. Yeah, I certainly felt that way. <laughs> I should have just said, babe, plan me a party. Yeah, then I could have done that. They would have yeah. been like, you know what? I'm not going to tell you when. I'm not going to tell you who is coming. But it's like, you know, I would really want a really cool party. Now I can do all my hoopla and it wouldn't be so crazy, but just enough to give Instead, you... Instead, I, I counted down the hours <laughs> waiting for something that never came. <laughs> I'm not a mind reader. I got over it. You it's did. all good. You it's know, all good. But... Less romance means we have less love for one another. You know, especially in this work-from-home COVID environment, when you're with somebody 24-7, you know, maybe at this point kids are in the picture for you. You're just, some of that romance can kind of fade away. I still think that there's, you have to work to keep it alive. And sometimes the romance looks different, you know, than what you originally thought was romantic. Working um, out in the living room together, <laughs> taking walks around the complex and then outside. Getting dressed up and complimenting the other person. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And then when we return to being able to go out and do things, we can we can be more romantic and do more things. But yeah, it doesn't mean that we have less love for one another. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to be careful about that. That again, it just goes back to that fantasy of being in love is always a movie scene. And it's not. On the same lines is that our relationship will remain the same. I don't even think that you should expect or want it to remain the same. It should grow. It should grow. A plant. (laughs) You love breaking (laughs) up plants. (laughs) I do. I do. Well, because, you know, you you nurture it, you water it, you feed it. Like, you don't just leave it out there and be like, okay, hey, that plant's going to feed itself. And sometimes it blooms and sometimes it's... Right. It's like hibernating for the winter. But yeah, we got to get off these plant analogies. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, your relationship is going to evolve, of course. But it's also going to like ebb and flow. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're super connected. There are times when we're just like, you know, in sync. We know exactly what the other person's thinking. We're laughing. We're whatever. And then there are other times where it's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And then I'm just so frustrated and annoyed by you or what have you. So, you know, that's how it works. And this one's, oh, my partner's interest in sex will be the same as mine. I bet you're thinking if only that was true. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of guys are thinking that. You can't go in it just being like, oh, they're going to be just as wild and crazy as I am or want it all the time. And, you know, it's just if you are expecting that, then you have to say, hey, look, can we do? Can we come to some kind of understanding? Yeah. This has been a challenging subject for us, I feel like, because I think there is like this what people think is a normal amount of time to have sex. You know, as a married couple, you know, you'll hear like, oh, you know, two times a week, three times a week or whatever. There is no such thing as normal time, amount of time. But I think if you go into a relationship and think, well, a healthy married couple has sex three times a week and 
he's not initiating sex three times a week or she's not initiating sex three times mm-hmm. a week. And so therefore he's not attracted to me. She's not attracted to me. There must be someone else, whatever the fear there That's is. That's too many what ifs. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. I'm thinking this and I'm thinking that, but yet no words have been spoken to it, the other person. That's exactly right. That t- topic is tough for a lot of people because it's very personal. People feel like it's like rejection of themselves when their spouse isn't responding or reciprocating their advances. When you are together in a marriage, partnership, relationship that you strongly feel for the other person, and if you don't talk about it, then you're never going to know, you know, like you. If you don't set, you know, babe, I want us to be more intimate, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Or what do you need from me? Or that, yeah, like how know? can I continue to make you happy or vice versa? And if it's never communicated, then you're never going to know about it. And you're just going to just beat your head against the wall. We already have this topic identified for a future episode, but we want to give fair warning to um, family, mm. namely parents and such, that we are going to do an episode about sex and that they are not to listen <laughs> to that episode. <laughs> you can listen if you want to. No, no. <laughs> No, no, it's better to not. <laughs> um, so, I mean... Moving right along. Yeah, moving along. <laughs> I think this these all are very similar in that, like, it's better to keep silent about something bothering me than cause problems in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're keeping silent about something that's bothering you, there already is a problem in your relationship. You so it's much better to just voice that you know, discontent. Yes. And then you can start, that is part of working on the solution. So then therefore it is no longer a problem. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. Nothing could cause us to question our love for one another. That's bogus. (laughs) There's a lot of things that could question your love for another person. I mean, you do it all the time. Well, not all the time, but yes, there are times when you, you're not going to necessarily be like, I don't think he like loves me. Like, I know he loves me. But, like, Can we're, I... we're, like, tired of each other, like, right now because mm-hmm. it's been a tough week or a long day. And, oh, like, yeah. I don't mean, do it. Nobody's, nobody's feelings are that flighty. I mean, if you were <laughs> in a committed relationship, that person loves you even if in the moment it does not currently feel like that. Exactly. And they are human being and they are going to question from time to time was marrying this person a good decision <laughs> or would I be happier single you should have gotten past that stage no long time that ago. happens all the time in mar- in relationships then that, that happens because there's not enough communication <laughs> well of course but that's going on if you know I'm just going to wake up one day and be like I think I'm better off single <laughs> it, it, it's too late no, absolutely. It is but way that, too late. But just because you're thinking that doesn't mean that you actually feel that way, though. It's kind of like when you have these passing moments of doubt. And that doesn't mean that... That doesn't take away everything else that you actually feel and have done and believe. Does that make sense? Just don't, don't pump know. the brakes. Just just let that doubt ride through. Exactly. Think the thought and let it ride on. Don't even think it. That's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too much work. So Speaking anyway. of work, um, the, the misconception that love is all you need for a great marriage. 
There's a whole pie here. I'm going back to an analogy. Love is like a slice of that pie. There's other factors of the pie. and Or maybe love is the crust. Mm. Or it could be the crust. It could be holding it together. But guess what? If you don't work on it, that love crust will crumble. It will. Or mm-hmm. burn. Or burn. <laughs> if you got too much heat in the oven. That's so true. Everybody knows this, but it's worth repeating that you know, a healthy marriage takes a lot of things, and that's work. Lord knows we all need patience. We need some compassion for one another, um, commitment and consistency and two communication. People, two people. Yes. You can't just be one-sided. Yeah. It takes sharing. Sharing <laughs> Less caring. ego. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. So, well, I believe I know everything there is to know about my partner. (laughs) And that's an expectation that I think, while that sounds good, I think I remember going through this in premarital counseling where you were like, yeah, I feel like I I know everything there is to know about my partner. Mm -hmm. Like, in a good way. Like, I think I know who she is. I know what she likes. I know what type of person she is. I know what her love language is. Uh, I know she's not hiding things from me. Yeah, like, now... To know every single thing about you, then that I'm just being ridiculous. So. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what the the premarital counselors kind of pointed out. That mm-hmm. once they did, it was like, yeah, the both of us, we are our own unique person. And right. there are things about me that you're just not going to know about me. Yeah. There's some things I just don't want or need to know. You know? Yeah. It just, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. Something that happened... Way before us getting together, do, do I really need to know about that? If there is something from the past that maybe your partner doesn't know, if it's causing a problem in your relationship because there was hurt there, or resentment there, or they've built a barrier up there, that could be the only reason I think that it would be beneficial to know that about that person because mm-hmm. you can help. It helps you frame your conversation for how you approach that topic. That's just kind of a handful of some of these, you know, common fantasies or unrealistic expectations that Mm -hmm. people have about marriage and what it's supposed to do for their life or, you know, what your partner is supposed to be bringing to your life. Right. If some of those resonate with you, and I think they're very common. So, you know, we all can kind of fall into some of that from time to time. So we want to at least leave you with a few takeaways to try to help what, with what that, going through? Yeah. you know, now that you've kind of, we've, I kind of identified some of those. So if you have a reasonable unmet expectation, tell your partner yeah. and tell them right now <laughs> because, you know, you owe that to them because yeah. they can't do something that they don't know that you expect of them. Once they know, then it's up to them to figure to out how it. to respond. Exactly. Another one would be if you're disappointed, talk about it. Recurring theme here. Hey, talk, talk, guess talk. What? <laughs> you do. Because if, if it's in your head, we're not mind readers. We don't know what's going on. Let them know. Hey, I don't like X, Y. Okay, how can we fix it? I guarantee you won't make the same mistake again when I hit my next milestone birthday. 21? <laughs> <laughs> Try to share some compassion for yourself. And also your spouse, because life is not easy and we're humans, we're not perfect. If you can share a little compassion for yourself, because if you're a perfectionist like me, you expect yourself to be perfect all the time, 
give yourself a break every now and then. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, you got to expect that of your spouse too. They are doing the best they can, trying to read your mind and yeah. trying to make you happy. So shed a little compassion over yeah. to them too. And then we have take some of the pressure off of yourself and each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. because people put so much pressure on what a marriage means for their life and that yeah. the marriage has to be the source of all of their fulfillment, you know, their success, their failure. If, if their marriage isn't doing well, then they're a failure. You it's know, all it, a work in progress. Like, you can't just expect uh-huh. everything to be A-OK all the time. And it's kind of like how, you know, when people have a job and their entire identity and self-worth is wrapped up in that job. That's not healthy. So it's the same with the marriage. Like your entire self-worth identity and purpose cannot be wrapped up in your marriage. Should you make your marriage a priority? Absolutely. But you also have to be responsible for your own happiness. And don't forget to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean. It made you laugh. It made me eye roll laugh. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I didn't expect anything. <laughs> yes. That's a real laugh. Yeah, I know. That's why I did it. Hey. Yeah, I think you have no idea how much harder you're making your life when you are trying to control the reactions and, you know, the actions of other people. Yeah. So let it go. Let, it, let go. it go. Life will be so much better for you if you just... You can control how you respond and react, but don't expect other people to react and respond the way that you want them to, especially if you have never communicated that. Exactly. Amen. And if your spouse is coming to you saying, hey, I'm kind of bummed out about this, listen. Mm -hmm. Listen to what they're saying. So join us on the next episode of The Talking Couple. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And then give us a rating or a review. That really means a lot to us. Um, One, we just want to hear from you. And it'll also help that algorithm kick in to where our show gets in front of more people like you. Until next time. Get to talking. Thanks for joining us for the Talking Couple Podcast. We have a favor to ask. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to The Talking Couple. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on social media. We are The Talking Couple on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram.